Welcome to Leading the Next Generation with Tim Elmore. I am your co-host, Andrew McPeak, and our mission here at Growing Leaders is to empower the emerging generations with skills to lead in real life. And Tim, today we're talking about four great ideas. We're going to say they're great. We'll find out if they're great, I guess, um, to make the most of the season. And it has been, I think, a challenging season for so many of us. Yeah. We've talked before about how there's been stages to this pandemic we've all gone through. At first, it was novel and kind of fun to be home, and then it got boring, and then it got frustrating. And now, I think for so many, it's just annoying. And unless we take proactive steps to continue growing, really, uh, we can get stuck. Absolutely. And I feel like in the same way that probably everybody listening to this has been through those stages, you and I have been through those stages. Um, At first, it was nice to be off the road for a little bit and rest and catch up on some things. But I think eventually we were looking for how are we going to push ourselves? How are we going to get better in this season where we're we're experiencing some limitations? And so uh, we've tried a couple of things uh, that we want to share. Well, absolutely. Andrew, I would even say you and I, because we've traveled typically quite a bit, some of our growth very likely came from meeting new people on the road or seeing something or experiencing something. And now we've got to figure that out on our own. So I'll share a couple of mine. I've really enjoyed... Uh, subscribing to Blinklist. It's an app. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but Blinklist is a digest of books. So you can wade through an incredibly great book in 13 minutes. Uh, They just kind of, you know, here's the big ideas. Make it concise for you. That's right. And then, of course, if you want to get the book and read the whole thing, you can. But Blinklist has been a really cool app for me. And then, you know, I've I've read uh, one book I'm reading now, which has really been um, challenging me. It's called Think Like a Monk. Yeah, okay. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Yeah. That's M-O-N-K. That's right. So yeah. Jay Shetty wrote this. When he was a kid growing up, he told his mom and dad, I'm going to be a monk one day. They didn't believe him. Yeah. But but after he graduated school, and he did, they, they believed him. So he spent, I think it was a couple of years as a monk, and he just talked about how he learned to think and learn from the environment he was in. But that, what a cool thing in a world of noise and clutter for him to step away and get quiet for a couple of years. That's awesome. And then I I also recently talked to a friend in San Diego, Bob Taylor. Actually, it's Bob Taylor of Taylor Guitars. He's oh, really? He's the one that started okay. Taylor Guitars. Well, he's a diabetic, and I'm diabetic, and so we were just talking about um, managing fats even more than carbs, and that's been key for him. But anyway, just ways for me to keep growing, but I had to go after it. I had mm. to find him, you know? So, yeah. How about you? Yeah, well, uh, I've actually been, uh, myself and our, our esteemed colleague, Grace, have been reading a book together okay. um, called The EQ Intervention. Yeah. It's yep. been really fantastic. I think Love you read book. it. Yeah, Adam Sands. Uh, it's been a really fantastic book, just kind of tracing the history of uh, the social and emotional learning movement and why is it so important yeah. and what a great uh, social emotional learning programs look like. And so that's been a really great uh, resource. And recently, you and I have been putting plans together to yeah. take an online course in yeah. an area that we're interested in but want to grow. Yeah. And so that's been a really cool thing for us to to uh, experience that learning together. It's yeah. interesting that in a season like this, it's not so much about the hand you've been dealt, but what you do with the hand yeah. that you've been dealt. And we teach that to students yeah. all the time, but I think we're all... Uh, adults and students getting a really practical lesson in this truth right no now. Doubt. Yeah, so. you see people every day that are frustrated at what's going on, and it's easy to be frustrated. Yeah. But boy, the people that have turned things around have been the ones that have said, "Yeah, it's frustrating, but I'm going to do. I'm going to take."
take this hand I've been dealt and, and do something with it. So, Andrew, I'm thinking of that great story both you and I in, have enjoyed over the years about the two young men about 100 years ago mm-hmm. who both contracted the deadly disease polio. Mm-hmm. And at that time, there was no vaccination. Jonas Ark had not come up with it yet. And so they were suffering from this disease that would debilitate them and eventually kill them. Um, what's interesting is one man became understandably bitter yeah. over his, his uh, prognosis. Uh, and he'd be, confined, he'd be confined to a wheelchair. He just knew it. And he was. Uh, never got to do what most young men do at his age. Um, and he pretty much just decided to give up on his dreams and languish for the rest of his life. Mm. And we've never heard of this guy. Yeah, we the don't one, know his name. Yeah. The one we've heard of is uh, the one that made a crucial decision. Now, both these were young men, but he had planned to enter civil, civil service, and he felt that his disease might just help him identify with those who are less fortunate. Yeah. I mean, what a great thought. Um, this man rose to public office, later leveraged his disease to pull people together, people together. And we've all heard of this guy, Franklin D. Roosevelt, who yes. later became the president of the United States, elected to four terms during the middle of the 20th century. It's amazing. So it's all how they responded. And I know that's probably pithy to say because we all know better. But this is a podcast where we're really going to say, what are you doing? Yeah. And do you, are you taking practical steps in the midst of a less than optimal situation? Yeah, I think there are two kinds of situations. Uh, you know, there are, there are the conversations we need to have where we're discovering something innovative we didn't know before. And there are also the equally important conversations of getting reminders to do the things that we probably know we should be yeah. doing anyways. Yeah. And I really think this is one of those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I have found I have more time to do those things that I didn't have time Absolutely. last year this time. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, in, in getting ready for this, you actually started to put together and think about the difference um, where you can actually use a similar word, the yeah. same word, in fact, and it can actually almost mean two different things. So yeah. I want you to talk to us about yeah. that because I think it's a great kind of uh, idea to keep in our heads as yeah. we're thinking about this. So listeners, um, I, I think the key to this time is to wait. Mm. But are you waiting or are you waiting? I need an ooh and an ah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Ooh, yeah, ah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, yeah. I thought you were going to think. Okay, so <laughs> so in, in all seriousness, um, I think we can either sit back and merely wait for an announcement that we're expecting to come from the superintendent if we're an educator, yes. from the boss if we're an employee, yes. from our spouse if we're waiting on the honeydew list or whatever. And the reality is there's a lot of waiting going yeah, on. there is. Uh, there's yeah. educators out there who don't know, are we going to be in the yeah. classroom or not next week, um, yeah. uh, especially in this uh, season of, of COVID growing right now. Yeah. So yeah. Is it going to be virtual or a hybrid or absolutely. A, you know, AB schedule or in person? So that's one waiting, and some of us need to do that. Yeah. But the waiting I'm talking about is the waiting that's an entirely different uh, way of waiting. Uh, we can wait like a waiter yeah. in a restaurant who's very active. Um, he or she is waiting, but it's a, oh my gosh, it's moving forward. It's, it's doing all that they can do given the circumstances. They're not in charge of when the meal comes out, but they deliver it when it comes out. So there's a sense of waiting, but there are, it's an active waiting. Yeah. So, so if I can put it in two bullet points, listeners, here's what I would say. Our waiting can be passive, meaning sit around and expect others to move, or our waiting can be active. Stay open, keep growing, get ready, take that food to the table, whatever. So I have tried to tell myself I need to be waiting, but that might be, listen, that might be waiting on my wife at home Mm. where she's needed help on that thing for months, but I've always been on the road. Yeah. I'm not on the road. Now it's the time. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So it's a simple thought, but I am telling myself I've got to wait 
but, but it's not what I thought. Yeah, and what I love about this is it's a, it, even in the active waiting, it's still an acknowledgement that we're not in control of our circumstances, yeah, right. right? We're not yeah. pretending that we all of a sudden, yeah. we're a science teacher and we can control when, when the kids are in the classroom or not. Uh, instead, we're saying, no, we, we're going to acknowledge that there are things that are out of our control, but then we're going to say, what can we do to make the most of the things that are within our control? Yeah. And that's where the active part comes is, for yeah. the pieces that are in my control, how can I leverage and make the most of those? Yes, no doubt about it. So, so since most of us remain in a, at least a semi-quarantine zone at, yeah. at home, um, I'd like to remind everyone of the benefits of virtual training. I'm sure some of you have capitalized on that. You're probably already tired of being on the screen with students if you're a teacher or with colleagues if you're an employee. Yeah. But I think there's some things we, Andrew, you and I have learned, we're going after some stuff here. Yeah. And by choice, we're going to spend some time in, in virtual training. It's, it's one great way to stay active, I guess is what I'm saying. So I've observed over the last four months or five months that I can grow t- tangibly through virtual events, webinars, Google Hangouts, and yes, even Zoom calls. Um, I think I've mentioned on this podcast, I have a friend that says he's suffering from irritable Zoom syndrome. Yes, but, many but, of us are, many yeah, of us are. Yeah, so, so I, I, I'm gonna repeat what I heard John Maxwell say when I worked for him for 20 years. Um, if you're going to lead, you have to stay ahead of, of others. Mm. And that means we've got to go after some, some decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, Tim, before we get to um, the, the four ideas that we want to talk about, I'd like for, to talk just a little bit about the benefits. We've been talking about this idea of, of virtual training. Why is it so valuable? Why would somebody yeah. want to uh, experience it? Yeah, so admittedly, some of you listening would say, I am taking advantage of this. Yeah. But for those of you that might say, I guess I could do better growing or continuing to grow, I'm just going to give you four, uh, excuse me, five obvious reasons, but they just trigger me every time I think about them Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a good way. So number one, you can participate in more of them since there's no travel time. Yeah. So I've been attending more conferences yeah. without attending conferences. Number two, you can actually take notes and apply content easier being on a screen. I have yep. found that to be true. Yep. Uh, three, you can relearn and re-listen to content since most, in most cases it's recorded. Yeah, so um, if you miss something or want to dig deeper mm-hmm. or whatever, you can come back to it. Yeah, yeah. And then four, you often learn more rapidly since virtual events are shorter and must get straight to the point. Yeah. We've learned that ourselves. We have. Yeah, and then five, um, you can learn and grow in the comfort of your own home and in your pajamas if you want. And I've attended a few in my pa- 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 yeah. pajamas. So listeners, we're, we're going to go through four ideas. Andrew's going to host this, but I just want to just challenge you to be thinking, what could I do to continue to foster a growth mindset that says I can continue to develop even more than I am uh, as opposed to a fixed mindset that says, I'm quarantined, can't do anything. Yep, I'm stuck. Yeah, right. Yeah, or I'll, I'll get around to it after we're out of this thing, yes. and I just think we can't afford to wait. Yeah. Well, admittedly, these four ideas we're getting to are things that we at Growing Leaders are offering. Um, and, and part of the reason that we did this is, I think, as the quarantine season was uh, beginning, we knew this could be a while. Yeah. And, and yeah. we at Growing Leaders said, what does it look like to support the people that yeah. we love and care and yeah. uh, and believe in so much during this season. And that led us to um, create a, a, a few resources. So yeah. admittedly, the four ideas we're going to give you are things that we're working on, but I think that they're going to be really great tools yeah. that could be helpful for, for each of our listeners as they're growing and learning. So. Absolutely. So the first one, Andrew, is something your department, the content team, and then Partner Success came together and created. 
and um, we're calling it a Next Generation Facilitator Certification. Yeah. So for years, we've done a Habitude Certification. Um, this has morphed just a touch to really be a broader uh, certification, a licensed uh, event where people can come and learn about Gen Z. What's the data? How do we lead them? How do we engage them? Yes. So it's on the emerging generation. But we do really uh, begin to talk about the power of images, conversations, and experiences, especially in this time. Absolutely. Well, it's one of the things we had talked about for years and years yeah. of taking that event, <clears throat> event uh, into the virtual space. And I, the challenge we kept coming up with is that we just didn't feel like the technology was quite yeah. up to up to snuff. And so what we were worried about is somebody's going to come onto this virtual event and it's going to be boring, you know? Yeah. Uh, how are we going to keep them engaged and active? Yeah. Well, it just so happens that 2020, honestly, because of quarantine, yeah. Yeah. was the year where the virtual event moved to a totally another yeah. other standard. And the technology that used to not be available to us now is. And yeah. so when you leverage Zoom, you don't have the same limitations. You could show video. We could do music and games. We could do Zoom rooms. Yeah, and it's very interactive. Yeah. Oh, it's so interactive. And because we had that technology at our fingertips, we knew um, not only is it a, a must in terms of you know, we can't do it an yeah. inventive person, yeah. but it also opportunity has come to us. And so we've actually done three of these already. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have two more upcoming, one in December on the 10th and 11th and one uh, in January. So early next year on the 7th and 8th. And this is really all about where we talk about who are these kids? What yeah. things are they, uh, in what areas are they thriving? What areas yeah. are they struggling? How do we help develop them? And in particular, we focus in on those social and emotional skills yeah. that we know that they need and talk about our our curriculum habitudes that that builds those things so yeah. uh, it's been a really great event it has and, yeah. and we've actually had people from almost i think we've had people from 40 different states and probably i think 10 or 11 different countries yeah. shanghai sydney london yeah people living in those cities it's were amazing able to attend that would not have probably been able to attend yeah so it's been a really cool journey <laughs> with that event and, and it's been very helpful we've gotten amazing reviews on, on yeah. that event as well so December 10 and 11, <clears throat> 2020, and then January 7 and 8, 2021. Yeah. <clears throat> the second um, idea to wait uh, better is reading resources. So this is a time you and I just acknowledged that we've been reading uh, maybe more in different books than we've been reading before. It's, it's, this year's just a great opportunity to catch up on current issues like racial equality, which has yes. come to the surface yes. again, and it should. Yeah. And then, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic that we're in, which is doing a number on these kids uh, more than I think we realize I agree. it is. So I suggest watching 13th. That was a show um, my wife Pam and I watched yes. again, but yeah. it was just uh, up and, and popular again. And oh my gosh, how eye-opening that was. Um, the Social Dilemma was one we watched that yes. was just powerful on what social media apps really are doing and how they're leading us, even without our knowing it. To, to behave in a certain way. Um, so, and then we just released a book in response to the COVID-19 pandemic called The Pandemic Population. Yes. Um, you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, well, this <laughs> is a, a book that we really pivoted to yeah. say, we had just released last year, in fact, just a little over a year ago, yeah. uh, this time, uh, Generation Z Unfiltered. But obviously, once the pandemic hit, um, some major transitions happened. And yeah. it's not just about who are these kids, but it's who are these kids in the midst of yeah. this 
a global pandemic and what, what things are they struggling with? And here's what's great is, uh, as you were working on the book, Tim, we went back and read yeah. about how did adult generations help lead kids through the Great Depression, right? Because yeah. what, a, what a key moment in our history yeah. where kids were growing up in a world that was not ideal uh, and that uh, maybe withheld some of the resources yeah. that may have been previously available to kids their age, and, and adults had to figure out how to lead them in the midst of it. And uh, so we saw that as a great comparison yeah. and put together what we feel like were eight really good ideas for yeah. how we can actually lead kids through this pandemic, help them rediscover hope, yeah. help them remain not necessarily uh, optimistic, but remain realistic maybe yeah. is the right yeah. word. Um, and so it's a really great resource. Well, my favorite thought in the book that um, I got to dig into and try to communicate well was moving kids from perhaps experiencing PTSD as a result of the trauma of this yes. minute, to PTG, post-traumatic growth. Yes. And psychologists tell us four out of five people don't experience PTSD, but PTG, if they're led well. Yes. So we looked at past pandemics, what did people do? Uh, past crises like the Great Depression. And uh, we think the book is a practical treatment of here's what you can do right now in the middle of this um, COVID-19 pandemic. Absolutely. It's really short, and you can also get it at pandemicpopulation.com if yeah. you haven't read it yet. Yeah, yeah. So idea number three is um, schedule a new session or a new event. Professional development. Yeah, yeah, really. It's what it is. So whether you're in a business or a school or an athletic department, but if you've got next-gen people around you, we're, we're actually offering two brand-new events that we, again, we, we created this year in the midst of uh, this COVID-19 thing. So the two events are the positive and negative impact of COVID-19 on Generation Z. Yeah. So you and I have both spotted there's, some, there's an upside and there's a downside. Yep. Let's be careful to um, diminish the downside that's happening yep. and really capitalize or leverage Absolutely. the upside. Which we learned, again, in this uh, pandemic population book, Andrew, um, each generation that followed a pandemic actually got stronger. Yeah. Vaccines were in created or discovered. Uh, uh, inventions, labor force changed, salaries went up, yeah. women entered the workforce. Yes. Wonderful. So good things can happen. We just got to figure it out. Yes. And so that is that session's about how do we capitalize on the good and diminish the bad. And then the other one really is a an event, a treatment of the book. Um, eight strategies for leading the pandemic population. So you all know that are listening, um, Generation Z was already facing mental health problems before the pandemic. It just leaped or leapt. Yeah. You know, um, I think the CDC released a, a number in either late August, early September. One out of four young adults have actually contemplated suicide mm -hmm. in the last month. So it's we, we think it's a little bit of a struggle. It's actually a big one. And we try to help people figure out how do we lead well in the midst yeah. of this. And so the two sessions we put together, one, the first is is really about helping us process this time. And the other, the second one is really about practical steps we can take to lead well in yeah. this time. Yeah. Now, both sessions are going to be very practical, but um, that was really the goal when, when we put these two together. And so if you're thinking about uh, how do we put together some great professional development uh, opportunities for our staff, maybe you're with a, a conference that you think some of this content might be helpful, we'd love to talk to you about that. Just head on over to growingleaders.com and fill out one of those forms to find out more information. So. Yeah. So the fourth idea is... Um, a virtual or in-person event, really, but um, we're, we're, we're doing more and more virtual events. Gosh, we've done dozens and dozens the last few months, but it's creative ideas for teaching the pandemic population, a mm -hmm. second cousin to 
the book. Yeah. But this is an actual um, event. If your school or organization is hosting any live in-person events this fall, why not schedule one of these? Um, or it could be through a webinar. We, we just have loved... Um, I have loved, Andrew, being able to pivot and, and actually do some things we might not even be able to do as well in person, but we've been able to do it virtually in a really, really fun way. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And, and and we have worked really hard, I think, uh, during this year to try and figure out how do we continue to make those kinds of events more yeah. exciting, more engaging, more involved, more conversational, uh, even though everybody's tuning in from their homes, uh, can we take it up a notch? And I think we yeah. have done that. We've gotten some great, great reviews on that. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So those are the four ideas. We wanted to toss them out. Admittedly, um, we are offering these. We recognize that. But we, like you said, Andrew, we actually picked these because we thought uh, the people that have stayed in touch with us have said we need resources. Resor- we need yeah. resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've tried to do that. So Andrew, as we kind of close out, I'm going to let you close, but um, we have actually created a brand new Habitude image. So you that are listening, if you're not familiar with Habitudes, it's, it's our most popular resource. We teach timeless principles for life and leadership and social-emotional learning through the power of an image. Mm-hmm. And the image we came up with that I feel like is a perfect one to hopefully stay in the brains of those who are listening right now. Uh, now watch this, everybody. Uh, well, you can't watch it. You're listening. Listen, Listen to, to this, this yeah. <laughs> um, It's simply called Swamps and Streams. Mm. swamps and streams. Here's the big idea in a minute or two. Um, Swamps and streams are both, of course, bodies of water, but they're water in very different states. Mm. Swamps are water that's still. It's stuck. It's not moving at all. In fact, if you can picture a swamp with moss and fungus everywhere and, you know, trees and humidity's high and and there's bacteria and fungus and everything else in swamps because the water's still. Yeah. In streams, the water's dynamic, it's moving, it's flowing. Um, and because of that, it's, it's healthy and often drinkable with very little treatment, you can drink it. But the point is one's moving and one's stuck, mm. exactly like we've talked about today. Listeners, don't let yourself become a swamp. Yes. During this, just waiting, again, being still for someone to solve the problem, get you help, uh, go after it yourself, flow like a stream. Um, we just believe we were wired as human beings to flow and to be moving and dynamic rather than a swamp that actually becomes a source of unhealth rather than health. So mm. that's our challenge for today. It's so be a good. stream, not a swamp. And remember, this is about your internal life. We cannot yes. control the things that are happening that's to right. us. We choose what kind of person we are on the inside. So thanks, Tim. Thanks so much for this uh, advice and wisdom that you've given us today. Um, the only thing I want to talk to you guys about is really just a reminder at this point about the Next Generation Facilitator Certification. We have had now hundreds of people participate in this event, and they have uh, really enjoyed it, really gotten a lot out of it, as well as the certification. It's also a really great preparation for you if you're implementing the Habitudes program in your school or organization. So I'd love for you to check it out. Head on over to growingleaders.com slash certification. Uh, And you can find out more information there. Again, our upcoming dates, December 10th and 11th, 
and January 7th and 8th. We would love to connect with you there. Both Tim and I will both uh, be on live uh, helping lead that, so uh, we'd love to see you there as well. Well, thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in. As always, if you would rate this podcast, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts that gets the word out about what we're doing here. If you enjoyed this or found it helpful, please share it with a friend who you think might be able to get something from it. Connect with us on social media. We are at Tim Elmore and at Growing Leaders pretty much everywhere you are. And then lastly, if you've got ideas for this podcast, shoot us an email. It's podcast at growingleaders.com. We love getting those suggestions about uh, people we should interview or topics you think we should cover. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in and for, and for giving us those ideas. Tim, thanks for leading us through this great conversation. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.